from the creators of Relevant Magazine, this is The Relevant Podcast. I got somewhere to go. I got somewhere to go. It's Tuesday, September 4th, 2018, and it's the Relevant Podcast. Yes, on a Tuesday. I'm your host, Cameron Strang, and here with me in our Orlando studios once again, Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. Over there on the ones and twos, our illustrious engineer, my brother, Chandler Strang. Hello. On the Skype line from Nashville, Tennessee, Tyler Huckabee. Hey, everybody. And also in Nashville, back from Scotland, finally, Annie F. Downs. Good morning, gents. I missed you two. What? It was not the same without you. I, I, it, 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 yeah, it, it wasn't the same. Um, I have a couple of things I want to address. One, I want to hear about Annie's trip to Scotland because I've always been fascinated with the region. And I also... <laughs> have you ever been? I've never been. <gasps> if you're Carrie, so fascinated, make it a point to go. I mean, I, I mean, can t- we can go there. Yeah, let's, let's do, a, let's do a live show. I'll take you there, Theater of the Minds, here in a few minutes. Okay, I, I do want to go there. Let's do a live show for the Scots out there. That's what they call the Scottish people. Oh, oh okay. The Scots. Cool, yeah. Um, and I also want to talk about a wardrobe choice that was made this morning by Tyler oh, yeah. Huckabee. Start there. Start <laughs> Tyler. with that. Tyler. Okay. I, I, on a theater of the mind, uh, a black vintage rock and roll t-shirt. Very cool. A blue denim unbuttoned shirt over the Wait, black. Wait, confirm Very you're cool. talking about Tyler Huckabee and not yeah. Annie Downs. Just yeah. real quick, yeah, so everyone. Both, both, both of which... describing what? Tyler's uh, outfit. So, uh, uh, hair swept back, tucked behind his ears. Uh, headphones dangling. About a nine o'clock shadow, like yeah. the cool one. Yeah, you know? yeah. And then... And then this is where it gets bold because already, already, like just those elements. I don't think I could pull that no. off. Do you? Do you yeah, do you of course. Me? I wear this every day. Yeah. I want you to finish this, and then I want to, and then I want to drag because I have a, I have a response. Okay. Okay. Go ahead, finish it. Yeah, I've, you know, I think two years ago, the three of us, you, me, and Huckabee, went to Lollapalooza. That's right. And in. Tyler was wearing stuff that neither Cameron and I could come close to pulling off. Tyler pulls it off magnificently. I'm talking about an American flag, head to toe. Yeah. Um, yet that he, it was so fashionable and so bold. Yeah. He made like a listicle of the best dressed people at Lollapalooza that year. He literally made or a craziest list. dressed. Yeah, I know it was the be- it was the best fashion. Oh, like he made he didn't create the list. He was on the list. He was of on best another magazine's. He was on another magazine's list, like Tyler a photo slideshow of the best yeah. people. And so it was all things. It was a Cameron shot. So I think the lighting it, it wasn't it was not just me. I, think, I, did, I did I did. I yeah. put it on Instagram and yeah. they stole it and yeah. made a listicle. Yeah, but but either way, it was it wasn't like a flat it was it might have been like pitchfork or paste or something like that that you know, you respect their sense of fashion, right? Sure. sure. And so today Tyler signs on. He he's got the vintage rock shirt, the cool denim you know, sure, it's got the pearl buttons oh, on yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, he's looking yeah. so Nashville. I love it. Yeah. And uh, and here is where it gets bold. Okay. Because that's already, <laughs> you know, okay. It is tied carefully around your neck. It appears to be a hybrid ascot scarf. I want to hear. It's a bandana that to me looks like it's actually choking him because it's tied so tightly. It's not ascotty enough. So you got a nice little... Here. All right. Let, let's, let, let me... It's let me, incredibly colorful. It's folded, well. Break, it down. Break it down. It's folded over tight almost to be like necktie width. Okay. Oh. So it's folded over. So it's not, it's not billowing like the old cowboy We're, style. Did, Tyler, when you got up, you're like, hey, it's Friday. It's Friday. And it's, it's very it's, colorful. It's, it's so colorful. Hey, That's Tyler, what I love about it. 
It's a pop of color is what we would call that a pop. When you when you're a kid and you get the the, the baking sheet out as mm-hmm. a summer break craft and you okay. melt all the crayons to make a multicolored crayon, it's just brown. <laughs> no, no, no. You yeah. take all the crayons. Blob, Cameron, no, I, feel like that's, I feel like you're 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 cutting down the scarf when I actually really like it. it no, so no, I'm just describing what it looks like. If you took a box of crayons and melted it in a baking sheet and then made a fabric out of the result, that's his scarf, T- Tyler. So- it, so okay. here's, here's 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 what went down. Let me walk you through this. Okay. I, d- I uh, yesterday Liz and I celebrated four years. <laughs> a hickey. She gave you a hickey four on years. your anniversary. No. Oh my gosh! I hope that's no, true. Keep talking. There's no, that, that, there's no hickey involved in this. This is a, this is a PG pot. You can okay. leave it like you know. You okay. don't have to turn this down for the kids in the back of the car. It's going to stay <laughs> Mom, very family friendly throughout. <laughs> Uh, we were we were we were watching a, a show on Netflix, and if you've seen this show, hey, were, you're were you, aware of this person. Were you chilling? It's this guy named Anthony. Okay, Cameron. <laughs> it's this guy named Anthony, and uh, and he's on Queer Eye. And whenever he shows up, my wife turns into a different person. She she gets I very love Anthony. I know exactly what you're talking about. She gets very enamored. By Is he him. the guy with the the long wispy brown hair? No, no, not that's Jonathan. Anthony's okay. the food and the food and wine guy. He he he's changes adorable. your culinary situation, and he's 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 a good looking dude, and he and he wears the bandana. And there was a point. There was a point where I looked over to where I looked over at her, and I I saw that she was having like a positive reaction to Anthony's vibe. So I said, "Do you think that this is like do I do I like dress like that?" Because he, yeah. he wears a lot of rock tees. I wear a lot of rock yeah. tees. You're both rock he, and roll type like, of guys. Mm. Yeah. He just knows how to wear them. Oh, that's what she said to you? It hurt. It, it was painful. But, you know, yeah. four years of marriage, we can get away with stuff like yeah. that. So uh, so I am now trying to mimic, to, to copy some of his moves in an attempt to elicit the same response out of her that he seems to bring. Based on you guys' reactions so far this morning, I feel like maybe this isn't working. <laughs> no, 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 no. Listen, the I, female in the family it, tells you that's it. working. You're doing it. You are our Anthony. I'm, I, I love self-conscious it. Keep it up. About it. I, I, Tyler, I appreciate your bandana choice. I wish Cameron and I had a, a, a splash of flair this morning. Yeah. We, I, I'm staying in his house. I stayed at his house last night. And I left the guest room. Uh, he, you know, we're, we're meeting up to go, and we looked at each other, and we're dressed almost identically. Exactly. So if one of us <laughs> is wearing a navy blue button-down shirts, this would have this would have solved the navy whole thing. blue hats with a white thing on it. Yeah. Navy blue button-down shirts. You guys, we, we, I did not even realize y'all identical twins right now. And looked at each other right like, oh, and, uh, you know, uh, behind the scenes, we're recording all day today, mm-hmm. like we're broadcasting because this is. Even though this is Tuesday's episode, we're recording it on Friday. This is the last day of our Impact Week, which yeah. is what we did yeah. uh, last week if, while you're listening, uh, raising money for great causes. Yeah. And so Jesse and I are on Facebook Live together all day today, wearing the exact same clothes. Yeah. I love so, that so much. Yeah. That's really cute. People it, are going to think it's that's a adorable. It's, it's, it's how a like, like, the it's like it, old it, married it, couples. Great. Old married couples start to start dressing like it. They start looking like they're literally. We literally left uh, each other's rooms in in the living room and did the Spider Man meme. Like literally, two points, two points. Annie, Annie, let's pivot real quick. We got a lot to talk about. We got uh, stuff going on. I do want to talk about your trip to Scotland real quick. In my mind, I always conflate Scotland and Ireland, and I know that the Carey family, like the name, is Irish. Yeah, you're Irish. Yeah. 
but I always conflate them in my mind, and they always sound like a delightful. I'm Scottish. I'm very Scottish. I mean, yeah, we're mutts. Here. We're yeah. mutts, but I'm yeah. I'm primarily. I, I, Scottish. I always conflate the the the. Oh, do you hear that? Okay, if you're hearing the uh, siren in the background, our our, our office okay? is under siege right now. Uh, <laughs> yeah. They're, they're, yes, the the, the fire sure alarm's going fire. off. The flashing strobe's going off. This happens about once every two weeks. It has never once been anything. Yeah. But so now we don't even like leave. Yeah. So, so anyway, what is it? Does someone just like, do y'all have some jokester mixed your, in your building somewhere that pulls the fire alarm? Like it's, I don't know. Grader? I, the problem it's, you know, we're in the heart of downtown. We're the bottom two floors of this tower are businesses, restaurants on the bottom floor, uh, uh, businesses on the second floor. And then floors three through 35 are condos. It's a residential tower in the heart of downtown. So somebody on floor 27 burned their popcorn yeah. and the whole building. Oh, that's so annoying. Any worst case mm-hmm. scenario, there's a fire right now and we are all in danger. <laughs> and I've sized up the room. Worst case I've scenario. sized up the room. Yeah. I can push every one of these people out of the way and run past them <laughs> and leave them behind. Yeah, it's, no I, I, it's not going to be a problem for there's me. There's two ways to get out of our office too. And one of them happens to be directly outside our podcast studio. So if something bad happened, we, we're right I, outside. I will, easily, I will easily run through the fire and leave my companions behind because that's what they would have fallen. <laughs> Jesse, do you remember this happened one other time and you and I were on Skype and all the lights went out and I was like, we're about to watch through Skype the relevant studios burn to the ground. Yeah. You know, it is interesting. Our, we have uh, in the coming weeks, actually a week or two from now, uh, a video of our podcast will start to come out. We were waiting for the podcast studio build out to be finished. Uh, the build out, uh, aesthetic build out is done now. Yeah. And uh, now we just need to install the cameras. Uh, the 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 aesthetic though is a massive modern wood lodge. Yeah. Essentially, we yeah. have we have really mounted. Beautiful. I mean, literally tons, hundreds of wood boards to the to the wall. We we could go up like a tinderbox. Yeah. If, oh yeah. <laughs> this is. This is the the most dangerous possible setting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it would instantly turn it. And like, when you have those essential oils going in there, oil yeah. and wood catches on fire. It, I mean, you're I mean, really lit- done literally for. Literally, this is an instant inferno. Instant. instant. So, I well, mean, that's it, the thing. It, it's Put us out box. of our misery quickly. Yeah, I don't want. I don't want it box. to like simmer. Yeah, I mean, I like just whoo, yeah. we're gone. We're just a poof and just ashes <laughs> left for the for generations. Okay, Annie, real quick. Uh, so that's what's happening in the background for us right now. You recently okay. visited Scotland. You just returned. In my mind, yeah. I always conflate Scotland and Ireland. And here's what I picture. Okay, yeah. and this is why I want to okay. go. I read a book like in I don't know like seventh grade. Whenever you read it, uh, Hound of the Baskervilles, the, yeah. the Sherlock Holmes, yeah. uh, Sir Edwin Conan Doyle, and the cover. Is like Sherlock, magnifying glass in hand, looking over a foggy moor, right? The moors. And he's like, that's what I picture people do. There's like a castle, there's castles on the horizons. Yeah. It's, there's always fog, like a foot off the ground, just kind of a haze. And it's always cold all year round. Very, like a a comfy cold, right? Like, 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 like chilly. Like sweater weather, sweater weather. Yeah, you know? uh, yeah so far you're doing great. And, and people, all they do is they wear long trench coats with their hands in their pockets, and they're like, "I, it's a good day." I, and they're they're like, pirates. I. No, that's how they talk in my mind. <laughs> no, and yeah, that's they all they do all is just stroll. They, they stroll the moors. They stroll the moors. What are they strolling for? What are they looking yeah. for? That's what they do. They're strolling. They're strolling people. Am I right? You're yes. not wrong. You're not wrong. They, they, I mean, they again, stroll this is like and they someone's like, let me tell fog. you about the United States of America. And they describe one state and you go like, okay, but yeah. in Annie Downs' experience of Scotland, 
that I that have, I have pretty significant experience in Scotland because I used to live there. But the, you are pretty on you're pretty on point for Scotland versus I, I've only been to Ireland once. But yeah, Scotland, you're you're kind of nailing it. I mean, the trench coats are few and far between, but the kilts are frequent. Do they are they really because I picture like, the you know, kilts are only for like novelty weddings and things. But they uh, uh, they all wear weddings, them all weddings, not just novelty weddings, all weddings. How how often do you hear like like you know hear people out here like busking? You know they're playing like old paint buckets with sticks out there. Do they just stand on the corner and play uh, bagpipes for loose yes. change? Yes, Serious? Jesse. Literally, like Cameron, on the Royal I'm Mile, there is a piper never everywhere. Why do I need to go? I already know everything there is to know <laughs> no, about no, this no, place. Because you don't know what it smells like, and you don't know what okay. you, you can describe that it feels. I know cold what it smells like. It smells chilly, like shepherd's pie. The thing pie you don't know is everywhere. that it's always <laughs> every sheep, every, uh, sheep dung and and morning mist dew. Every no. home, every home is cooking shepherd's pie around the clock. It's just a big cycle of shepherd's pie, and so it smells like shepherd's pie. There's a lot yeah. of strolling the moors. It's foggy and bagpipes all the time. I nailed. It. I don't need to okay. go. Yeah, you don't need to go. Actually, you got it. You Every got once it. in a while, like you think you know somebody, and then they say something about their life, and you realize, oh, I actually, there's so much I don't know. I didn't <gasps> know you lived I'm in such Scotland. A mystery? Is that what you're saying? I didn't Thank know you, you. Lived, I in didn't know you lived in Scotland either. Yeah, yeah. When and why and how long and all that. So I lived there in 2011 when I was writing a book, and I was on staff at a college ministry there in Edinburgh. I was kind of the female on staff when they offered me the job, y'all. What they said is, they said, we've got this one job opening. And we were wondering, they called me from, you know, I was in the U.S. They called me the pastors that I knew. And they were like, so the job title is kind of like party starter. And I was like, I'll be there. How soon do you need me? I can do that job in a heartbeat. Party what, is, what is starting a party in Scotland entail exactly? Does it like you well, do so it all the, the sheep is, out of the pen when and you're they have to, to like run up and down? Students, the- you can't uh, like there aren't campus ministries in the UK except for student u- scripture union and student union. And so you Let churches me, have to say, find other ways to meet students. So we had to come up with other creative ways to get to know college students. Can I just and say... So, I'm surprised that something called scripture union isn't good at throwing parties. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you guys haven't been party at the scripture union? Yeah. So that's why I live there. So I live there for most of 2011. And then I go back um, once or twice a year, every year to see my friends. Like when I, Jesse, in fact, when I was there last week, I was at a wedding. And so all my friends had on their kilts and they all have like, I mean, it's, it's everything you think. Now they don't wear them as much. They don't wear them like every Sunday to church, but they, every wedding, everybody wears their kilt with their family tartan. And I mean, it's, it's the real deal. Yeah. Well. Everybody has little knives tucked into their socks. Everybody's wait, got wait, like wait, little wait. Why do they have knives in their socks? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it's like well, part of the outfit. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. They, they, in case they encounter violent leprechaun. Now, now I'm picturing now it's more. Now you're mixing them together. Now you're for sure mixing them it's together. It's more like, you know, what's, what's the, um, hey, hey, what's the musical? Where were they? Uh, West Side Story. West Side Story. Like, I'm picturing oh like Scottish knife fights could break out on any street corner at any time. Like, nobody has guns. So it, they don't have shootings, they have stabbings. Oh, oh, so you're real. right. <laughs> I mean, Jesse, I'm not kidding you. For a guy who's never been to Scotland, now I've never seen a, a knife fight. I've been person, there a lot. Yeah. And people are very kind and don't tend to stab each other on the regular. But if you're going to have one, that's what it's going to be. Mm. It's awesome. We should do podcast goes international. How, All of us go to Scotland. How many, we knife, from fights, there. How many knife fights did you witness while you're there? And how many disputes are settled via knife fight? Typically, uh, all my disputes nation, worldwide are just a, are settled via knife fights. So I'm good, always involved good. in them. But the I, the ones I saw that didn't involve me, very few. OK, good, good. 
Well, Bob, it's awesome. Y'all should go. Live from, we need to do a live show uh, from Scotland, and it will end with me challenging one of the listeners to a knife fight on stage. Okay, I can't Jesse, wait. do y'all know what haggis is? Do you know the food? Oh, yeah, I've heard, do you know I've what heard haggis of it. Is? Haggis is a witch, right? <laughs> <laughs> He's a witch. Cameron, do you know what it is? I mean, I've heard of it. I don't. I don't know the ingredients. I know. Like, is it like the blood intestines thing? One. Yeah, it's like it literally. Oh. Huckabee, have you had it before? It's uh, no. Okay, so listen, we can't. You, it's FDA does not allow it to exist in the U.S. Okay, because it is literally a sheep's stomach. Okay, Jesse, get right. It's a sheep's stomach, and it is stuffed with ground up organs and oats and spices and they stuff it and they cook it in the sheep's stomach and then when you eat it they just slice open the sheep's stomach and pull the sides apart what and kind like, of what, what kind looks of... like ground beef oh comes rolling out and it's yeah. organs do you ever up. wonder what kind of like sociopath serial killer cook that for the first time <laughs> like who what kind no, of sick kind, mind no, no, no. what kind of sick mind is you know serve that as a prank to his family and they're like you know it's actually pretty good it's back actually- in the yeah. day they had to use all the parts of the animal man that's right they use all the parts i mean but you can still get haggis pizza at pizza hut i mean it's everywhere they deep fry oh. them and you buy them and they're like a they're like the size of a baseball at a chip shop like a chippy where they have fish and chips you they'll deep fry them i mean it's we're gonna Can eat that say, when we go there too. I've never, eat, I've never eaten. Contest. I've never eaten Scottish fish and chips, but it's pretty. It's like it's just nasty fried cod. It's like the, the the food over there doesn't really appeal to me. Haggis, cod, and meat pies. Like that's oh, it. Oh, but they that's also deep fry um, Mars bars, which are like Snickers bars. Does that do anything for you? How does anyone over there live past the age of like forty? <laughs> if they're eating deep fried Mars, dude, they have haggis to build pizza. Think about it. They have to build up the layers of warmth. You know, kind of like blubber style, you know, because yeah. <laughs> it's chilly. It's chilly all the time. They're wearing skirts. They need they blubber need layers style. of insulation. I like so, how we're talking about these people like it's still basically Braveheart over there. Like, <laughs> yeah, there's like zero development since since the 1700s. I mean, that's kind of what I'm picturing to be honest. Are you, I mean, the are rest you, of the time, besides weddings and I think funerals, they wear normal clothes just like us. Okay. Are you Scottish? Yes. Like... Like true, like how much percentage? Uh, we are. I mean, the, my mother says it's mostly Scottish English, but not really Irish. So it's it it's the borders. This yeah. is more than you want to know. But we're from the borders area, so I'm not like Edinburgh proper or Northern Scottish, but I'm Southern. Do you know your clan? Uh, no, I don't. Are you guys like the, the blue face paint ones or? <laughs> I'm just trying to picture. I'm just trying to match them. up the history. Yeah, that's that's all. That's all. Do you know that's yours, Cameron? Yeah, the Cameron clan. My um, my what? my grandmother's main name. My mom's mom. She was Rose Cameron. I was named after her. But we that that's our Scottish line is the Camerons. And so, I wish I'd have asked this before I went. I'd have brought you back your tartan. The, my tartan, thank you. Yeah. Do you so we, have like some? growing up, like we have annual Scottish games here in yeah. Central Florida and stuff. And my parents would take me It'd thinking that it was like a, if you a heritage back. experience for us. And, <gasps> but would it be awkward if you went back? Because you'd be Cameron Cameron. <laughs> <laughs> What's up with this guy? Who does he think he is? Cameron Cameron. <laughs> I mean, they'd be like, "It's not Can't your go. first Can't name, go. dude," and you'd be like, "No, no, no, I am Cameron." Like, I'm, You're yeah. doing this wrong. Yeah, yeah, like Davis. Oh Davis. man, that's awesome, though. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm just, I'm like New York, New York. You know, yeah. it's so nice to name me twice. <laughs> can, I re- can I return briefly to the haggis thing? I have a question for Annie about the about the Please haggis do. dish. Please do. I'm ready. Uh, ha- have you have you had it? Yes. If you, if you can get over knowing what it is, is it good? 
Yeah, it does not taste different than ground beef if you just tell your brain, this is not organs, this is not organs, this well, is not organs. Well, then why not just do ground beef? It tastes beef. very similar oh, to ground beef. Like, if someone handed you a slice of ground beef pizza and a slice of haggis pizza, you literally would not know the difference. But um, there's a night in February called Robbie Burns Night, and that's haggis is the main meal. And so you, like, know that <laughs> night. Like, there's no getting away from there's an open sheep stomach on the table. Well, you buried the lead. Who's Robbie Burns? Who's Robbie, Burns? Robbie Burns. Robbie Burns is like the reverse St. Nicholas. He went around house to house one night taking things from every family, which him. is why they all carry knives in their socks he, now he, when they he, sleep. He robbed and burned. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> he, was, he robbed the families, it's then burned the homes. It's and a, they, call it, they called him, very, nickname, Robbie Burns. Robbie they Burns. don't know his actual name. <laughs> but that's why they carry knives in their socks, yeah. because they have to protect from the, the, the arson robbers. Yeah. I don't know what wow. I expected a way more Scottish name than Robbie Burns, which yeah. I know Burns is a Scottish name, but it still just kind of sounds like a guy, somebody from Family Guy. Yeah, right. <laughs> so what what what's the significance of Robbie Burns Day? I I don't. Um, he's a poet. I know that. I don't totally know the history of it. I've only been there for one yeah, of them. It sounds. I'm I'm just going to go on a limb. I have n- I know nothing about what else Robbie Burns Days entails, other than that he might be a poet and not a cool arsonist. You know what? And he doesn't even know it. And he, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it sounds like a terrible holiday. It might be the worst holiday. It might be the worst holiday in the world. Well, Bobby no, it's a great holiday. You go around, you take something from one of your friends or neighbors, and, and then, then you, you burn, burn them. You, you cut them, and then you burn them. You take little down. lighters. You carry a little lighter. It's, it's not it's, like you arson them anymore. Now you just go around with a little lighter. And then, and you go, you insult them. Singe you on you them. insult them cleverly, and you're like, you oh, that's burned. it. Yeah, yeah. What a burns. Yeah, there you go. That's it. Yeah, Robbie Burns. Cameron, have you been to Scotland, though? Did you? Yeah, you. your family went, yeah? My family goes all uh, frequently. I have never been. Doesn't your dad? Doesn't, oh my isn't gosh. your dad super into like heritage? And yeah. he'll just look up relatives. Oh, yeah, yeah. That my he dad finds has on... taken the genealogy thing to another level. He not only has been researching it for years and years and years. He has visited and took Chandler on trips to Europe and stuff. Where then <laughs> he found that his his family, the Strangs, came from Luxembourg. If you go to Luxembourg, <gasps> the the uh, cemeteries are riddled with Strangs, okay? And so he traced them all the way back. We have genealogy that we are on one of the first ships in the Mayflower coming over, blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. He knows all this. He's passionate about it. None of us care. He wants to talk about oh, it. Oh, you should care. <laughs> listen, he wants to talk about it all the time. To the None point of us where care. he wrote a book about it. To the point that he wrote a book about it. <gasps> he wrote a book. Get out of here. He literally wrote a book to me and Chandler. It's like 50,000 words tracing our entire history of both Just families. Just you two? He wrote it to us and then published it, like self-published it on Amazon. You can go to Amazon and buy this book my dad made for us. Chandler, have you, I'm assuming you've read the book. I haven't read it. We yet. both, oh, we both, on. we both. Your dad oh my wrote gosh. you personally a book. We told him we would, we would read it before the funeral. No, like, he's, no Cameron said that. I before did his that. own funeral. Uh huh. Y'all are monsters. Both That's of really you are absolutely monsters. This is horrible. No, I didn't. I didn't this is that. horrible. I, that was not me. Yeah, yeah. Chandler, like, what's your, why aren't you reading the book? I'd read it ever. <laughs> I just keep forgetting to. Oh I have a similar gosh. book in my this house. This is awful. <laughs> this, this is, is awful. This is, he, he just finished it like, like just three or four it. months ago. Yeah. So it's not, it's not like, like 20. Years. That's ample time uh, yeah. to finish it. Yeah. That's, that's ample time to read right. 50,000. Y'all should for right. sure read that. That's so nice that your dad did that. And, that I, nice, yeah, and, and it's so insulting <laughs> <laughs> that it's set dusty on your shelves. Oh, for, Does he yeah, bring so, it up every now and then? Like, hey, did you ever get around to the book? And you're like, oh, that's what I meant to do yesterday. It was read the Oh, so yeah. he's bringing it up. Oh, yeah. What? <laughs> you guys are unbelievable. It's in my car. He gave it to me at dinner one night, and it's still in my car. Is the cover nice? 
He self-published it on Amazon. Hey, it, it, this is this is for real. I've been staying at Cameron's house the last two nights. Yeah. If you would have said, hey, my dad wrote this book about our family history. If you're looking for something, you know, we're just kind of hanging. We're like, oh, I'll take the book in my room. I probably would have finished it and give you the rest of that. I would have just had a curiosity. <laughs> like, oh, this is pretty notes. interesting. Oh, look at this. This is where uh, Cameron Cameron the second ran into old Robert Burns. <laughs> oh, chapter four. Oh, I didn't know this. He stabbed Cameron Cameron the third. Oh, stabbed Robbie Burns to death. In a knife fight. <laughs> did not know that. That's a, that's a little nugget. That's a little nugget. What do we got here? This is a fascinating tale. This is a torrid, torrid tale. I could not believe the torrid family history. It's a, it was basically like there's a lot of witchcraft. It's basically if you took Twilight, uh-huh. match it with a romance novel. Well, there's and, a and lot a, of shirtless a, baseball. And in it. It, there's a it's a in, yeah. I'll say this it's in my Shyamalan twist ending. I did not <laughs> picture it to end so horrifically. But what oh a tale! Gosh. What a torrid, torrid tale! Torrid tale. Hey, we have a great show in store for you today. Coming up later, France. Francis Chan joins us. He um, he has a new book coming out this week. And so we want to have him on the show today. Yeah, yeah there you go, Francis. Uh, and uh, you might notice that uh, this episode is coming out a little bit earlier than we've yeah. been doing. Uh, longtime listeners know a few months ago, uh, after our 600th episode, we uh, decided to go to two episodes a week, see how that was going. You guys have responded well to it. Numbers are actually going up. We were worried that maybe it would split the audience, whatever. It's growing every yeah. week. Um, we're excited about that. Uh, we asked you guys on Twitter a few weeks ago what your preferred schedule would be. And you guys overwhelmingly said, could we get the show on Tuesdays and Fridays, not Wednesday? It would give us more time to digest each episode. Yeah. Perfect. We are nothing if not teachable. We are here to serve the people. That's right. So not as only... As long as those lessons don't come in book form, carefully <laughs> and meticulously written by our own Which is fathers, unfortunate for my entire career, but meant whatever. to distill generations of knowledge and history into one, uh, one torrid volume. Other than that, we're pretty teachable. Other than that, I mean... That's, what we call, that's, that's the line we... Yeah. Uh, oh, so, man. and the other thing you guys asked for was, could, could the episodes come out at the beginning of the day, not the end of the day? The answer, yes. So we are uh, going to be releasing the podcast now every Tuesday morning and Friday morning. And with doing that, we're going to switch the flow and we're going to do the Friday episodes we'll have in case you missed it, which will make sense because it's at the end of the week. Um, and the Tuesday show, oh, that's brilliant. the yeah. Tuesday show will be Slices, which is what you're listening to yeah. today. So Francis Chan's coming up later. Slices is coming up and our... Uh, editorial question of the week feedback. That'll yeah. be the Tuesday episode from now on. Yeah. So there you go. We're just so fluid. We're just so fluid for the people. Whatever they need, we will do. Cameron, is that book available on ebook? Because I might read it on the way home. Because I'm, <laughs> I'm curious. I'm curious. I, I, I want to listen to the yes. I want Literally. Dad Strang to read me the audiobook of hey, the Strang family uh, history. That's what I'm hey, waiting I legit, legit, I have like four hours of travel for yeah. tonight. That's easy. That's more than enough time for me to blow through this ebook. I, mean, I might read it tonight. You know what? I'm going to come to, you know, I'm going to do a special episode of the podcast where I give you like the Cliff Notes version <laughs> of the Strang family history. Oh, man. I'm going to do it. It's going to be I, great. Uh, Jesse, I'll read it too. You and I should read it, and we'll do a book review section of the podcast. <laughs> I mean, that we've week. been known to run excerpts on online on relevantmagazine.com now and then. This sounds like a fascinating. If you, if you two found it on Amazon and downloaded it on your on your Kindle, yeah, I would hear about it at the next dinner. That, will, that the sale, hey, that the sales, honestly, sales will, are through the roof. I will honestly review it too, Annie. I will honestly <laughs> yeah. give it a thoughtful, lengthy Amazon review. And don't don't worry, I don't expect these two. <laughs> These two to even to even care to open the in a browser tab. They don't have the time. Yep. They don't have the yep. time. I will That's thoughtfully right. review it as well. Me too. Jesse and I will read it. We will we will get, we'll be back in touch with everyone shortly.
shortly and let you know. I think everyone is going to read it except for evidently you two. And that's yeah, a real yeah. shame because and you know what? it's a- Jesse, we should leave out the most interesting parts when we tell Cameron and Chandler just to make them want to read it. Like, it, it, what you, you know guys what? don't know is page 84. No you don't know this about your family, yeah. but now I do. And the last page says, the first one of my sons to come to me and said, hey, dad, I read the book. It's the entire inheritance. <laughs> <laughs> that's and I will claim it. I will claim it. Mr. Strang. <laughs> That's right. I will do what sure. your sons Whatever won't. he offers in that book, you and I are going to get before I'll the be boys actually get into it. the will. It's called How We Fit In. Hey, the the cover looks great. I, hey, it's called How We Fit In, Annie, by Stephen Strang. How We Fit In. And, okay. and, oh, how we! Oh my gosh! Actually, I'm gonna read it. I'm reading it. Nice and it's a picture cover. of the two, uh, my two grandparents, my dad's parents and my mom's. Uh, parents. Oh, look so at I that need cover. to talk to your dad oh, about charging great. twelve bones for a Kindle. Oh, Come on, it. Steve. Twelve dollars for a well Kindle worth copy? it. Well worth it. He put years of his life. He's traveled. <laughs> he's traversed the globe for this volume. That's true. He did. It's, he visited graves. He I'm, did. I'm, he's going to get a sale this afternoon. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm not purchasing even purchasing it right now. In case you missed it, Annie Downs is buying Steve Strang's book. <laughs> I'm going to buy it too. I'm going to buy it too, and I'm totally going to read it. I would have read it if there was a hard copy of the house. You know what? I'll leave one on the nightstand of the guest room. You should. Oh, you should exactly have one. It's a great conversation that's exactly piece. What you should do. Hey, here's the thing. If if I'm staying at somebody's home and they have a book like on the nightstand, like, I'm probably going to thumb here, through here's it. Here's the story of the family who is hosting. Well, you. Okay, so I was like, I stayed at the Jersey Shore. And they had uh, the beach house. The like story these, of the situation. They, they, his book. Yeah, yeah. They, they have like all these like random, you know, like old tattered romance novels. I'm not going to lie. Just like your ass, I thumbed through a couple. They are <laughs> yeah. torrid. They, I, don't, I would not want to be caught out on the beach <laughs> yeah. reading one. I mean, you, after reading that, started wearing scarves. It was, uh, yeah. it was uh, quite yeah. a transformation. Yeah, so. hey, I, need to, I need to make one more comment about Steve Strang's book because the paperback can be to me by Monday with thank you Amazon Prime for $12 or the Kindle is $12. For sure, I'm ordering the real thing. Yeah, you got to have that on your nightstand. I'm going to get it signed, too. You should have a copy on the nightstand. It's very interesting. If I had a, if I had a book about my family history, I would have it and all. I'd be like, yeah, why don't you check that out? Why so you're, you're, into, you're into ancestry and genealogy? And I don't know I just, nothing about it, but if someone were to, to, to put it, if someone were to do the work, <laughs> okay, yeah. like I'm not going to go and, and do the ancestry work. I'm not going to yeah. go travel the world and try to find out the history. But if someone's like, hey, I got your entire family history down to your dad. <laughs> yeah. Like that directly. Hey, that's like, my like, mom's oh, yeah, done the totally exact same thing, you guys. I have a book in my house. Well, I have one that my great-great-grandmother wrote about her life, but then I have one, or great-great, it doesn't matter. My mom, last Christmas, did the exact thing, Jesse, where the first page is my mom and dad, and then you turn the page and it's our grandparents, and then you turn the page and it's our great-grandparents, and it's like a photo book of the last like seven generations. It's so I, cool. I can't wait. I honestly cannot wait to read how we fit in. Like, it <laughs> guys, is gonna, guys, <laughs> I'm reading this. I'm, I'm reading the back of the book copy now uh-huh. here online that I found, yeah. and I want to highlight a, a particular excerpt. It says, Steve String had a dilemma. What to do with all this research? Ungrateful Some of sauce. it is in boxes. <laughs> Other information is online. Other information is, is in the author's head. So he decided to write this book he wrote it for his sons yep it's there yep. on the oh, wow. it's oh, wow. brand new we haven't yeah, had time it's, yet it's pretty recent it's no, brand okay. new yeah well i'm i'm gonna be camera like did I say said, the thing about the funeral though i, I, I told him yeah. i gave him my word i would read the book 
I said, at least before your funeral. They, that's so what that's, I said. They, they confuse it that I say. said it. Every time it comes up, they're like, oh, yeah, you're going to wait until, you know, until he dies or whatever. And I'm like, I'm the one. I'm not the one who said that. I'm I not the no bad point. son. That's what yeah, Chandler always exactly. says at wow. dinners. I'm not the bad son. <laughs> Chandler, that's a good line. You should keep that line, bud. I'm not the I'm bad gonna son. I'm going to get him a t-shirt that just say. says, I'm not the bad son. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. Well, now, you know, well. I think we, you're both pretty bad. So. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like we're picking at a scab that's bigger than a book here. Yeah, we don't need right, to keep right. going. That's a, whole, should, hey, that's a whole separate book, and it ends with a knife fight in the moors. That's a climactic ending. Chandler, Chandler's Chandler. book of his, his life. Chandler versus Cameron Cameron. Chandler versus Cameron Cameron. A knife fight and a burning to the death. It's going to be a fascinating ending. Chandler, have you, has Chili's followed up with you about the black Dude, card? Dude, that's the other thing. I, oh, we, gosh, oh, yeah. Chandler. So many people want to know. We've got to hear more. Um, I have not seen anything in the mail yet. So, but did they respond to your DM? Yeah. Well, I said, so I sent, uh, my address and I said, thank you. I love you. And they said, hold on. I forget the, wait, you just casually said, thank you. I love you. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I was told not to say that in DMS by some very important voices in my life. So I don't use that language. Yeah. And they, they said in response, the love is super mutual. So wow. that was, that was very nice. Man, okay, this is I from the, the official last week's show, and I heard this. This is from the official so blue happy. checkmark at Chili's. Chili's, yeah. Oh my goodness, the feeling is mutual. This is like super a, mutual. Super I was gonna, mutual, dude. Because this can, feels much bigger than uh, Chili's black. Kara yeah. and I were on. We, we were in the car the other day, and we were discussing this. We were discussing this because here's the deal: whoever they had to have heard the episode where we talked about uh, Corey Asbury's Chick Fil A black card, yeah, which right. c- conflated with. Your love for chilies, right? You 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 met the founder Roger Chili, right. and then you're gonna do a podcast <laughs> live from Chili's, yeah. chilling at Chili's I with Chandler. Actually have to do it now, yeah. And and, and and we gave them a solid forty minutes of airtime oh, to sure. a very large national audience. Yeah, of course they need to give you a black card. Yeah. We have given them thousands of dollars of free. But either way, but the, the real well, care. listen, nothing we said would send people to eat at Chili's. Just I don't know. To be I've, clear. Seen, I've seen people on Twitter be like. You know what? I think I'm going to go to Chili's. Yeah. I, I saw that today. On, on I, I saw that. I saw, somebody was like, hey, man, all this Chili's talk, on, real talk, I got it. I'm going to go to Chili's for lunch. Chili's, so. I know. Yeah. We have been sending them business. We've <laughs> warned them that the that the tile tabletop grout is probably disgusting and unsanitary, but people are saying, you know what? The queso is worth it. Yeah, exactly. And the other thing, too, is like, my what? this is my honest theory. Hey, that, the relevant staff tonight, everybody's going to Chili's. That, yeah. that, that's for, that's no joke. Somebody, somebody today, because I'm leaving, I'm leaving this afternoon to go back home. I I can't remember who on staff was like, hey, man, I'm bummed you're leaving today. We're going out to Chili's tonight to celebrate uh, Impact, uh, Week. Impact Week. Yeah. You're like, lying. You're going to Chili's celebrating Friday. Impact Week at Chili's? <laughs> you're going to Friday night? The like, like there's tons of places to go. Also, it's Friday the, night. The worst night to go to Chili's as far as the wait. Oh, yeah, of hopefully you got a reservation. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's why they need to get that <laughs> flash up black card. That's right. Jesse and I were punching in because I'm going, number one, I don't think a black card existed prior to our podcast. No, for sure. Like, I thought the same thing. Jerry, Jerry Seinfeld tells the story famously about the Amex black card. And uh, he was on a shoot one day and a crew member asked him, hey, do you have a black card Amex? The, the, yeah. the mythology, you know, the, the myth yeah. of the black card. Do you have one? And Jerry Seinfeld called the president of Amex and said, hey, I want a black card. And the guy told him, the president of Amex said, no, it, it's just a legend. There is no black card. And, he, and, and then he goes, Maybe we should make one. Yeah, and uh, and Jerry goes, "You should make one," and I want the first one. And so Amex created a black card, gave Jerry Seinfeld number one, and now they do it for like the uber high end. Yeah. If you spend over a quarter million dollars, uber uber that, uber high end people, they create a black card because somebody said, 
you should have a black card. Yeah. And we said to Chili's, you should have a black card. Now, what will the black card do? <laughs> My theory, because you have a theory. I do have a theory. That it's a glorified gift card. No, I well, I think the first thing that's going to show up in the mail is actually just a black colored Chili's gift card for a hundred bucks. You know, just Versus a, yeah. like a real That's kind of what I was assuming. But if they make a black card, yeah. what would it do? Because yeah. I, the way Chandler and his friends would consume Chili's, it <laughs> would put them out of business no, no, no. for it to be yeah, an yeah, open-ended. Yeah, I legit think, hey, they, they use the, they're throwing around the, the, the L-bomb. Love. I yeah, love true. you. Yeah, you yeah. don't throw that away. Yeah. That's not a gift card word. <laughs> yeah, that's okay? true. A gift card is I like you. a gift card is a is a pat on the back. At a boy champ. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Hey, but, thanks for the you're love. Right, you're right. Here's a gift card. Yeah, exactly. No, no, no. Exactly. The feeling being super mutual. It, it, yeah. This sounds intimate. I want to, to me. show I'm not you. Lie. It's my sound, love. it's it's kind of crazy. Here's the deal. I think even if they create it, <laughs> I don't think it's a unlimited comp no, here's, situation. I think it's a get to the front of the line card. I, I think you walk into the packed lobby, you flash right. the black card, you cut to the front of the line. I think that's what the black I, card no, is. No, I'm i going bold here. I was I thinking think, maybe a discount card or like, a, you know, maybe a gift card. I think it's going to come. Like 20% off. Or, or, or you know employee discounts, 40% off. Maybe yeah. it's an unlimited I, employee yeah, discount. Cool I think I'm you're so going to, I think you're going to um, have the doorbell ring one evening. <laughs> this is just what's going to happen. <laughs> there is outside a man dressed like a butler, like yeah. a, a tuxedo with a cummerbund and tails. Right. And you answer the door and he's Mr. Strang. And you're like, yes. <laughs> and he pulls out a case, like a little pirate treasure chest and yeah, he opens yeah. it up yeah. and inside like and lights, light, it's lit yeah, from the inside. It's like a, a carbon fiber card. Yeah. And, um, he's, he says, my name is Jeeves. <laughs> okay. he, I've been sent right. by Roger Chili. Here's your black card, sir. And then he waits is outside. Is yeah. like, like, where is Jeeves right, from? Right. Jeeves, Jeeves from comes with the card. Right. Okay. Oh, wow. he, is, he is your Chili's concierge. Okay. Like, you know, wow. um, and That's you're not, like, okay. you're like, uh, man, I'm really craving some, uh, some, fa- some baby back ribs. Okay. Yeah. Right. And he's like, at home or the restaurant, sir. <laughs> and he pulls out an apron. And, and he's got, you see, he's got like a cooler. He's pulled behind him and he starts cooking them in your home. Wait, he's also the chef? He's, he's a, the he's delivery a guy? And he's he's Roger Chili's personal chef that no, you no, get to No, no, he's use? sent by, I mean, there's an army of these people that, that <laughs> are sent to... There's an army of Jeeves Chili's. Who have, who have spent, you know, the equivalent of like a med school degree uh-huh. training to be a Chili's concierge. Of, uh, of the two brothers, I'm the only one who worked at a Chili's. Yeah. I actually were you fired? Um, I was on the inside, <laughs> yeah. And 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 he has the love. Well, I, he's loved the by the restaurant. Situation. I served the restaurant. Well, obviously they weren't too impressed because. <laughs> <they never> got... <laughs> I mean, what I if we what actually happens. start something where the in five years the Chili's black card is cooler than having your Amex black card? It's already cooler than having the Amex black card because I can, like, if you have enough, like, if you have good enough credit, they'll yeah. you can probably and say I'm gonna you know spend enough money, they'll probably give you one. Ultra wealthy, incredible credit, you know, spend millions of dollars yeah. for Amex, you can get an yeah. Amex black card, but. You know, it, money's not going to buy you a Chili's no. black card. This is this is not about the money. only <laughs> criteria. The only criteria is love. <laughs> about it's love. Right. Yeah, Can we right. keep trying? I still, I seriously would really like a Chipotle black card. Can we start asking them? Can we just start deciding where They're we want black cards these from? Around. See, these, here's the deal: Chipotle, they don't. They don't love. They don't need me. They don't love. They don't love you. They don't need your love. They don't. They don't. Yeah, I haven't. I haven't slipped into their DMs like Chandler did. I love Chipotle, (laughs) but a lot of people love Chipotle. They don't need to love us back. Chili's is like they love me. 
Yeah. I love you. I mean, like Chili's <laughs> is like excited. Yeah. Chili's is the desperate girl. Yikes. No, 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 no. I said she, I love them. They responded that they love me no, on Twitter. Chili's like, is literally this is how that's how it started. Chili's is the prettiest girl at the dance friend. That's right. <laughs> Chili's is yeah. acting like okay. the prettiest girl at the dance. Everyone notices who but, she's wait, saddling she, up wait, to. Wait, is she <laughs> sidling up? Not saddling. She doesn't saddle him. She sidles up right, to him. Right. First of all, Freudian. second of all, are you saying, thank you, Cameron, thank you for fixing that. Thanks, so, yeah, thanks uh, for making that a thing. Are you, are you saying, she's the prettiest girl to dance, but she doesn't know it? No, she knows. This oh, she isn't knows the one. It. This isn't the one who you took. No. So this she's isn't the, the one who you took her glasses off and put her hair down. And you're like, oh, I didn't recognize. She was pretty you know, She's not the, the, the princess the, diaries, the, the yeah. bookworm or whatever. No, y'all yeah. are wrong. Y'all have mislabeled Chili's. That's no, no, no. not the girl she is at this dance. No. The way no. she responded on on Twitter, she ain't because the pretty girl knows, at the dance. Oh, no, Annie no, says she she's knows, not the pretty girl. She knows the one when she sees her. Annie's. She's been waiting her whole life. I think Annie's right. She's been waiting her whole life for that for that prince with the golden. She's been. Waiting her whole life for that prince with the golden slipper. You know, everyone has come. All everyone has come around and 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 tried to you know woo her. Uh-huh. It's no, only no, the no. one that holds the the. No, no, and, no. and they found it in Chandler. I disagree. I'm with Chili's Andy. is the Chili's is the cute girl that everybody knows, and and she made it on homecoming court, but she wasn't the queen, right. and no. nobody dates no. her, but right. everybody loves her, hey. and then suddenly, suddenly. This really cute guy who loves to play Pokemon Go notices her, and she is down with it. Annie, you are dead wrong, and I and I do not mind saying that. Here's my proof. Here is my proof. Here is my proof. Yeah. Go to Chili's tonight. Yeah. It's Friday night. Well, we all roll are. up around seven and see how hard it is to get in. She's the prettiest girl in <laughs> yeah. town. No, no, and there's no. a wait to get in. No, Annie, they'll give you a buzzer and say, hey, it's about an hour and a half wait. Well, that's because the relevant staff just showed up in a set of 40 and are taking up all the tables. You're on the wrong track here because what kind of girl responds to I love you with the feeling is not I love you too, the feeling is mutual. I think Chili's is the goth girl who hangs out in the back. She's wearing the like kind of hot topic type dress, like it's black with red dots on it. She's a little bit scary she's until reading, some like, guy like Nietzsche. Chandler yeah. takes a chance on her and realizes, oh, she's pretty cool. I think I, I agree with it. I honestly think Chili's is like the Princess Diaries girl who like was like love love Lauren. She she has a huge crush on, on Chandler. Yeah, yeah. And Chandler never noticed her, but they're like buds and they're hanging no, out. No, he and noticed then, her. I've, I've, yes. no, That's the thing. Your analogy falls apart because this is the love of his life. No, but then I'm saying then one summer, <laughs> yes, they're apart, uh, they're apart right. for a few months. He's right. They come back the next school year and all of a sudden the scales have fallen off of Chandler's eyes and he's no, madly in love with his friend a, that he's known for years. Jesse, for years I've Chipotle gone to Chili's. is way more the pretty girl because Chipotle is like, I see you seeing me. I don't care. Yeah. I see you loving me. I don't care. No, you go in, you go in there and I get a lunch whenever I want. Like there, it's, there's no exclusivity there. There, you know, it's, it's Chandler. This is, this is a classic love story. This is a timeless romance. Right. You you guys, he's loved her since first sight. Okay. This is Winnie Cooper. And this is Winnie Cooper. was not the hot girl right. at her school. Yeah, I'm. That's my. We're getting, they a little, were buddies. We're getting a little in the weeds here. They I'm were just buddies, saying. and then they fell in love. <laughs> yes, yes. She is the. She's everybody's friend. Chili's is everybody's friend, but Chandler is her first boyfriend. I yeah. know this story. It's true. All right. Well, All right. well I'll let you know what what happens when I get yeah. the black card. Yeah. All right. We're moving the show along. It is time for slices. All right. What do you have, Jesse? Oh boy. Um. <laughs> 
<laughs> We've never fought that hard, Jesse. Yeah, I know. And, and, really, and I'm really like, tense. honestly, trying to get over the ignorance. <laughs> I'm not like, sure. Quite frankly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I was going to do one that's more serious, but I'm just going to do a goofy one because there's no transition away. Yeah. Um, a family here in uh, Florida is kind of living my dream right now. Oh. Um, they had, they're watching their security cam out back. Like you have the security cams mm-hmm. that you can see things going on in their backyard. They saw on there what basically looked like a six foot long dinosaur strolling around the what? pool. It is a Nile monitor or an Asian monitor. They don't know which one. And it has the, taken a monitor. Up, those are those huge lizards like iguanas. Yeah, they're massive, mean. right? Well, six feet. It's, it's six feet long. So as, as big as like a human and giant claws. Okay. And it, it just imagine a six foot long, really large. Does it look like an alligator, or is it? Was it no, look like, like a, li- a giant it? lizard? Yeah, right? like an iguana looking thing. Like a monitor is a is a huge lizard. Yeah. So it would, yeah, not look like an alligator. Yeah. It so, like- so it's definitely, it's definitely a, a lizard. And think about six foot long. That is a massive. That, that is, is like a massive. dinosaur. And so they they saw it on the security cam. They're terrified. And they have a pool and everything back there. And they, they were like, okay, maybe it's just passing through, you know, it has taken up res- <laughs> residence somewhere Whoa. in the yard. And I guess they can dig really deep tunnels and things. <gasps> it, no. has, it has, have you heard about this channel? No, but that's crazy. And it has dug like a cave in their yard. So they've <laughs> no. seen it around the yard a couple times. All right. This week they called Trapper Mike in. <laughs> <laughs> Trapper Mike. <laughs> is from Martin County Trapping and Removals. And this gentleman, I'm just going to describe in theater of the mind. He, they have a, <laughs> this is a big story out in Miami. Trapper Mike is on the scene. Yeah. Okay. And people are so enthralled that he has been updating Twitter with how the hunt's going. It has not been going well. <laughs> his name is Trapper. Okay. The man has Trapper in his name and he is wearing an unbuttoned um, denim shirt, yeah. very dirty pants, big boots, and he has a necklace with a giant tooth on it. I don't know what from <laughs> what animal this is, but it's like a four inch long spiky tooth. Wow. Okay. Trapper Mike is on the scene and he's been basically in their backyard 24 seven for a week now. And the only update he did, he found a snapping turtle and <laughs> he said, this is you. People are not impressed with Trapper Mike right now. So Trapper Mike is on but the they, scene. But they know where the hole is. They know where the cave is. They, yeah, but he can't. Okay. So here, here's, okay. Uh, you just take a five gallon dude, jug of gasoline, and pour think, it down with a, with a match. Hey, it's done. Listen, listen, <laughs> It, they, they, they know it's burrowed somewhere. That's the thing. Like it's a whole, it could have a whole tunnel system. You're blowing up the yard at that point. Yeah. So, uh, either so that, I mean, or you just level the house they, and start over somewhere else. I mean, had, you're just done. They, they, yeah, they, serious. they had, they did have one update. One of the, the parents, not Trapper Mike saw it and ran after it and it ran into Why would you run after a six foot dragon. Why would you run after it? You're not, you're not the crocodile okay. hunter. Don't do that. These things okay. can't be that fast, right? Oh, it's, oh, yeah, they, it's fast. Yeah. It's fast. Yeah. Okay. So animals right, right. are always significantly faster than I think they're going to be. I mean, okay. just think about a lizard, how fast those things are sure. and then make it six feet long. I mean, okay. that thing's booking. This is All from, right. this is what happened. So not only now is it, has it taken a residency? It's begun taunting the family. <laughs> It's literally taunting the family. It's making Trapper Mike look like a fool. And it, it's, it's enjoying this. Okay. It's, it's like stalk. It's like, uh, it's, it's like in Jurassic 
uh, world where the Indominus Rex is what they called it when they realize she's hunting for sport. You yeah. know, she's <laughs> yeah, at this point, he's taunting them for fun of it. Like he's not this isn't like, oh, I've been out of my natural habitat. I have to find a place at this point. He's taunting the family. This is an actual line from the Miami Herald. OK, okay? a couple days after it was shushed into a woodsy area. Sorry, a couple of days after it was shushed <laughs> away into the woodsy grounds, the monitor showed up again, pressing its mug right up against the sliding glass window oh. in the Lieberman's back porch area of their fenced-in pool. They yeah. shushed it away. They ran it off. You know, Trapper Mike's on the it scene. came back and it pushes its face into the sliding glass door like it's trying he to get into the house. Is, he's talking he is He's saying, come at me, bro. Jerk. He, he's hunting for sport at this point. He's trying to get yeah. into the house. I know. <laughs> <laughs> that, how ter- the family literally said they're considering putting the house on the market. I would too. Oh, I would buy it. You have to disclose something like that. It's in the newspaper. I mean, who would buy it? This is this is a, a legit nightmare playing out for this family. Like, Do those they things have, eat people? Is that a people eating lizard? Th- th- well, well, they called uh, like the Fish and Wildlife, uh, you know, the the you know the county or whatever, and they are concerned. Like uh, they, they said, really? though it's not venomous, it's not venomous. It will attack. Yeah, and it's got these huge <gasps> claws and stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's a carnivore. I think. I don't know. I don't know. Either way, you oh. don't want to tango. It's living like a carnivore. It's behaving oh, like a carnivore. Yeah. So, so this is this fan. This nightmare is playing out. See, this is one of those things. If it was like a horror movie, I wouldn't believe it. I wouldn't believe that like this would actually happen. But no, yeah. I mean, I you, you okay? Remember how we talked Monitors. about monitors. Are carnivorous. They eat oh eggs, smaller reptiles, fish, birds, small mammals. Yeah, I'd be worried about like pets. dogs or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah, bet yeah. pets are staying so, inside. So, Andy, remember a couple weeks ago we were talking about that uh, Daily Beast long form story about the guy Jesse, who this stole is the exactly McDonald's. What I was just thinking, you know, that that stole the McDonald's game pieces, yes. and they, and they've got option yeah. for a movie. This yes. is relevant movies. The first one we need to option this. I will volunteer. Do it before this even I comes volunteer out. to play Trapper Mike. Okay, regular sized monitor lizards. Like regular sized monitor lizards yeah. have been known to crush bones in humans. Oh my Ooh. god! The venom oh is gosh. not. The venom is not. Wait, fa- who are you going to play, Jesse? You're going to play Trapper Mike. I'm Trapper Mike. And this is regular sized ones, which are okay. you know a foot long. Okay, yeah. the venom isn't fatal to humans, but it can cause significant illness and obvious pain. The real danger in a monitor lizard's venomous bite is for small animals or infants and this is a regular they size do, foot long one thing, <gasps> that's a couple, six foot long the couple has a two-year-old and a four-year-old oh no get and it's trying to get in the house it's looking had, in the window a two-year-old I mean, it's pushing into the window right <laughs> it's, it's, it's trying to see how strong the glass is <laughs> yeah that's it cameron he's uh, gonna bust through he's busting through this is he's scoping the joint I, I, he's, he's gonna find an entrance oh my he's, that low to he's the looking for one he's literally terrible you're not even safe in your own home at this point i don't think I, you no, have no, 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 an no. option but to move it's his house now yeah you just I gotta mean, go every time you go to your car you're running oh. every time you go to your car you're running no question and no he's question. made the, the worst thing is he made trapper mike who seems like people in town know trapper mike he's made him look like a fool <laughs> He's made yeah. trap. <laughs> look at Trapper Mike's face. Can we Cameron. get Trapper Mike on the show? Does that look we like a guy get Trapper who, Mike on the show. Who, who suffers fools? Oh man, Trapper. 
Rapper Mike's on the scene and he looks like a big idiot. Okay, I'm, I'm sorry. Gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna <laughs> need one job. You have one job and to take care of this. And all you've called all week is a snapping turtle. And he's like, oh, this, it's good that I caught this because he could have eaten this. And I was like, deprived him of food. No, you've just made him angry. You've taken yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, his food. He was, he was saving that snapping turtle, Trapper Mike. Yeah, you now fool. the monitor's you hangry. Fool. Now he's trying to break yeah, it Now he's hangry and he's going after the children <laughs> on the other side of that very thin piece yeah. of glass. <laughs> that, all that stands between this family, a carton of delicious eggs, and a gigantic monitor is a thin planes of glass. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Trapper Mike. Yeah. Look what you've done. My goodness. All right, this what is do you an actually Tyler? awful story. Yeah, it's not terrible. And I, we're going to need an update. We are. Well, yeah. I'm I'm considering. I didn't tell anyone this. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. I, I'm, and I'm not even there. joking about this. I'm considering calling Trapper Mike next week. <laughs> yes! <laughs> <laughs> On the show? Yeah, I want an update, and I want to, you yeah. know, I want to give some tips. I'm, I'm not joking. <laughs> I'm going to get a hold of Trapper. I, I think if you if he hasn't caught it yet, to get tips feels a little cruel. But to talk to him feels necessary. Either way, either way, I am going to make it. And I'm not joking. I'm going to try to get Trapper Mike on the show. And I can't <laughs> I wait for when joking. we promote these, it on social these, media. These are the segments where I'm going to let you just pre-record that one because it'd be too awkward for me. I can't be part oh, of that. I, it's not awkward for me at all. Chandler's been involved <laughs> no, no, in no, these. No, no, don't let it pre-record. <laughs> how, 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 how many of these kind of internet we celebrities have, have, have you been on the line on that I talked to and you're like, oh, that was totally, that's a totally normal human. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. Like in our feed, if you like follow us or on the site or when we promote it on social media, it's like this week with Miles McPherson, uh, this week with Lauren Daigle, yeah, you know, th- this week with Johnny Swim, this week with Trapper Mike. <laughs> it's just his grill, and he's got that little stick uh, with a hoop on the that. end that he gets like old rabid dogs, and he's like the Trapper Mike episode. Cool. I mean, he's going to be on next week. So, oh my goodness. All right, oh, what do you I have, Tyler? All right, so. uh this uh, this week, a lawsuit was brought to the, the Court of Appeals, the 8th U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals, by a group of 29 atheists and their supporters. And I think it's important to note this uh, news story points out their children were part of the suit as well, contending that the U.S. national motto and God we trust appearing on our currency is a violation of the First Amendment clause against the establishment of state religion it uh, finally happened huh? oh, wow. i was wondering yeah. i was wondering when somebody would say hey why is that on there yeah you know wow and it seems like a not it seems like a very uh like as somebody who who believes in god even when i whenever i start thinking about it, i'm like yeah that is maybe a little bit odd all things considered that, they only added it in like the 60s i think so yeah. it hasn't been been around yeah, it, forever it, it, they, it, well here's the thing it, it was became, like against communism or something it, it became the national motto in the 60s but it's actually been appearing on money since the 1860s it only oh. eisenhower formal oh, wow. uh, you're right that eisenhower formally made it yeah. the national motto i think in the in the 50s actually yeah, but prior 50s, to that yeah. it was already showing up on on some money Jesse, that's one of the most helpful, weird pieces of information you have <laughs> yeah. stored away. Yeah, I know. It comes in handy. Yeah, it was a sort of a middle finger to the communists. It was a way of, right, of right. differentiating US, the United States right. against communist countries when Eisenhower did it. But it was uh, it was brought up against the U.S. Court of Appeals. They ultimately uh, the court found that it did not violate the Constitution. They upheld a, a lower court ruling from two years ago. Um, because according to the judge, putting in God we trust on currency does not establish a religion, and that it, uh, and this is his quote here, comports with early understandings of the Establishment Clause. Uh, the motto appearing on money does not constitute compulsory religious practice and is therefore not a constitutional violation. It, it, like, I, I understand that. Like, it's not forcing you to, like, that's not, the, it's not like you have to, in order to use the money, 
say I trust God, right? Like I, I understand yeah. that, but it still seems like the acknowledge it's, I mean, that's an interesting interpretation of the establishment clause because it sure seems to seems acknowledge religion flimsy. over atheism, you know, yeah, which according yeah, to the I mean, you could say the same thing about putting uh, Allah Akbar on the um, money that wouldn't be compelling anybody yeah, to be a Muslim, but which it, is Allah is great, right? Like, uh, yeah. I don't know. I think I do think it's a little odd that the, that the United States has in God we trust on our money, a statement that I believe in. But it seems kind of just it seems a little I don't know. It seems a little I'm interested in you guys' thoughts about it because it seems like something that I should be for but i don't think i am this is the whole i mean this is the whole happy holidays merry christmas debate yeah i mean it's just it's just if we are a public institution or a store that wants to sell to all people we should be inclusive not exclusive and 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 as a as a very diverse multi-religion and non-religion uh you know secular institution or, or public country you know it is odd that one because uh, like you you said how would you know, golden rule, doing to others as you'd have them done to you. If you were of a different religion, how would you feel? You know, like if, it, like you said, Allah Akbar, if that was on the money, how would we feel? Or if like a, a, a phrase espousing Judaism or whatever it was on the money, how would, how would a Christian feel? And to put yourself in the, in the, in the mindset of somebody who doesn't have a Judeo Christian uh, worldview, it is odd. It is odd. It is. I don't know. Yeah, well, I don't the, know what the, the answer other, is as the, a Christian. But, but the other thing is the irony of it, right? Like, does God sure. want his... Does Okay, so like, what's the main thing that people trust God over? They, they take security and money. Like, that's biblical. It's, you know, the, yeah. God even warns, do not put security, don't put trust in this. The irony of us saying, in God we trust, on currency, the one thing he warned us not to... Like... Even that, like, I don't know that, you know, we, we should ne necessarily make the association that that implies. Like, the irony isn't lost on me. It's probably not lost on anybody. It, you, it's easy to see people making fun of it. And, and I do. Uh, I, I'm not. I'm, that's why I'm not a fan of it. But I do think that if we're going to say that, well, you can put anything you can put you can talk about any religion on currency or as part of the national motto because we're not actually forcing anybody to believe this then where does that end then you can you could put god is dead on there for all anybody cares and uh somebody could very right i feel like in supporting something like this uh, uh it seems a little short-sighted on the part of some christian groups because this a lot of these arguments could be very, very easily turned around. And I would anticipate will be very easily turned around as we've already seen happen with that. Uh, I, w I have to say extremely cool and metal Baphomet statue uh, <laughs> yeah. years ago yeah. that was in, where was that? Uh, yeah, well, they, was that actually, they actually put it up temporarily uh, in, I think it was Alabama, Alabama last week. Yeah. yeah. They, Andy, yeah. What, what's your take? You seem, um, what, what's your, what's your take on it? Here, here's my initial thought, and I don't know that I have a full thought, but I, what I was thinking is in a country that's traditionally Islamic and maybe in the Middle East, if that's on their money and I move there and it has way less to do with actually what the majority of people believe and way more to do with the history of the country – I don't know that I'm going to expect it to not be on there just because but, I don't agree with it. But, but a lot of those countries are theocracies. Like they're right. not democracy. So, you, you right. know, that's yeah, that was going to be my follow up thought was, but those countries aren't free thinking countries necessarily all the time. Yeah. And so, yeah, I don't I mean, I think it's an interesting question. I I personally don't hate that it's on there, but I also don't know that I 
have cash in my wallet ever. So yeah. it's, yeah. <laughs> I don't really hold money all that much it, anymore. I guess like the weird thing is like th- this doesn't affect like anyone's lives positive. Like no one, the, the thing, the thing is like, it almost seems to, to be like a flex, you know, for Christians. Yeah. Like we're, we're so popular. We get it all the money because it doesn't seem to serve any practical purpose. Like I don't see an atheist or someone who's not a Christian picking up a dollar bill reading in God, we trust me like, Oh, you know what? That's are you convinced me. I'm you know, I'm that's right. converting. That's right. It, I think it has. I mean, genuinely, and y'all, y'all can disagree with me on this. When I see in God, we trust on the money. I don't think like that doesn't speak to me about my faith at all. And so I kind of go like, I, I don't know. That doesn't, I, I don't ever hold money. And that sentence is something that is historically part of our country versus personally part of my religion. Yeah. In, in 1954, uh, President Dwight Eisenhower added under God to the national, uh, uh, to the Pledge of Allegiance. That, that's what it was. Yeah. That's what it was. And, uh. Well, so, you know, so pre- prior to 1954, it was like... Uh, I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, indivisible, with liberty and justice for God. So in 1954, oh, they really? added under God. Yeah. yeah. Then in 1957, uh, President Eisenhower added, in God we trust, uh, to money. So he he did he did yeah. the two. Yeah. yeah. The, the, That's interesting. So it's all in just 60, 70 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah but, but this but isn't a historical It'd be interesting thing. if that hadn't happened in 60s and 70s. Can you imagine if like President Trump had done that today? People would be losing their yeah. minds. It would be yeah. like, like this is the establishment of a state religion. Yeah, the, yeah that's uh, a good point. Like, the like, other like, thing too. I mean, this is a whole different. Thing. We ran something on the site a few years ago. Uh, people can look it up by Preston Sprinkle, who's who's a great Bible teacher. I love that guy. And he was questioning, you know, whether early Christians would even recite the Pledge of Allegiance. Like when you break down what it says, like sure. my allegiance yeah. is personally pledged to a flag. Like that's, that's, that's the, the crux of it, right? Like, is even that something that's biblical? Right. Like, should we personally be pledging allegiance to a symbol that ultimately is a nation that ultimately is a, so much of a construct, right? We created the borders. We created the government. No one argues that it's a construct. It's only a few hundred years old, right? Mm-hmm. It wasn't established yeah. by God. It was established by people, right? No, that's not for debate. Should we be a pledging our allegiance to the symbol of a man-made construct, biblically or should we only pledge our allegiance to the kingdom that is ultimately borderless well, are- i mean when i used to teach elementary school there were kids in my class every year who did not do the pledge and you can't make i mean obviously you're not going to make them but there were kids every year who were either but religiously or because their parents didn't believe it that they did not play and i taught in public school so it wasn't like i taught in a christian school so there were kids every year who wouldn't do the pledge i mean it makes sense intellectually that that yeah. a, a religious person would not yeah. Do the pledge of allegiance. Yeah, because because if I'm pledging my allegiance to, to what if what if the flag suddenly what if someone comes into power and does something that I don't believe in and I don't want my yeah. allegiance to that you know what yeah. I mean like mm-hmm. so and I'm not saying people should refuse but I think it's an well I think an, you are I think it's an interesting intellectual <laughs> I I think I it's hear, an inter- I'm picking so up what you're laying today. down I'm, I'm just so saying <laughs> it's an intel- it's an interesting intellectual exercise that I feel like a lot of people haven't engaged with because it's just a part of our life it's I'm just like it all money. Up. You grow up saying I'm picking yeah. up what you're laying down, and what I think what what, well, what you're TV saying today. is everybody should kneel. Here's what I'm. <laughs> here's what <laughs> I'm going to do. Here's what I'm going to do. Things get a little hot. Next week I have Trapper Michael and crank the heat to eleven. I think he's got some pretty fringe ideas about this, and he's going to get it away. You're probably right. <laughs> All right, what do you have, Annie? 
Well, I, I'm going to combine the two themes of our two previous slices with animals oh. and controversy because did you guys, do you guys remember the box of Barnum, Barnum and Bailey, um, animal crackers? Yeah. yeah. Do you remember the old box? It oh, has yeah. it just for theater of the minds for everyone. If you can't remember, it says Barnum animal crackers across the top and then it's split into four quadrants and there is a lion and a cub. It's like a parent child thing. It's real cute. A lion and a cub, a polar bear, a gorilla and an elephant. And it looks like a, Boxcar, yeah, right? They, Do you remember? It yeah, looks like were, a boxcar from the That was the whole circus. thing. It's like the old trains, the yeah. trains taking the circus from town to town, and then yeah. the yeah. animals would be able, yeah. in one of the boxes, and that's what the, the picture was of. Yeah. Right. Well, I'm here to tell you there are no more cages on the box of the Barnum's Animal Crackers. Yeah, no more cages. They're not they in have, the train anymore. That's right. Well, and the, the PETA did not like that the, all four, well, eight, if you count mother and child, all the animals on the cover... Of the why, animal. Why can't it be father and child? Why are you saying it's mother and child? One of them is. I'm sure it is, Cameron. I'm sure it's father and child. You're right. Which one would you like it to be? The tiger, probably, huh? The lion? Yeah, the lion. Yeah, yeah, I figured. I got I got I got you. <laughs> now the I cover. Get a trapper mic is... on. It's getting hot. It's getting hot. <laughs> Get him on, Chandler. Call him up. <laughs> now the cover is five uh safari looking animals walking. Towards towards you as the consumer out in the desert, out in the wilderness, not in a desert, out in the safari. It looks like something from Lion King. So there's a zebra, uh, an elephant, a tiger, a giraffe, and a gorilla. They are set free, no longer in cages. It was a huge deal. It's been for over a century. I mean, the animal cracker boxes are from their late 1800s. So for over a century, the boxes looked exactly the same. All the animals have been caged. And now no longer do they pledge allegiance to the caged box. Now it is free animals roaming across the Sahara. The Interesting, interestingly, in, in 1954, President Dwight D. Eisenhower. <laughs> yeah, that's, I was going to bring that up. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, but now they're, this, they're coming commies. toward you. Like they're free. So you are but you're in, like danger. in Look, their... You are in their field, yeah, and they're saying we don't want you here, and they're coming to maul you. That's yeah. what's happening you're to the going, children. Right, I'm about to eat your head off, yeah. literally. Yeah, it's I'm eat or be start eaten. With a giraffe and eat its eat head or be first. Eaten. I always ate that first. Did, didn't didn't Barnum and Bailey's? They like shut down. They're done. Yeah. Gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. It's so sad. That's now an animal cracker business. They've converted the whole thing. <laughs> They've gone all in on the animal cracker. Yeah, yeah, now, now all they have left is animal crackers, and now those animals are. Free range. Now the threat They're is free you range. could be the animal cracker. Yeah. They're coming for it. Like you got to get it. Like eat this box <laughs> quickly, or, or we we don't know That's where right. it ends. Yeah, the the, the whole circus. Exactly right. The whole circus thing is something like it's a, it's like one of those things you grow up with and never really think about, and then you're like kind of jacked up that they're chaining those yeah. elephants off <laughs> right. them train I thought the same thing Jesse I thought how many things from our childhood are weird like that that never you one know, time when I was I a kid when I was a kid watching a guy in a top hat and a whip hold a chair and fight off lions seemed pretty cool now <laughs> yeah. that's real messed up unless your name's Trapper Mike and you're doing it in somebody's backyard to protect children who are hiding behind a pane of glass and failing you should at probably it? not do it for entertainment I, reasons I was at the, uh, the, our old arena uh, downtown and it was uh, during when, when the circus was in town, this yeah. would have been like 10 years ago. And uh, they, you know, so they were doing their couple weeks of shows and I, I was there for something and we were in the back hallways. Yeah. You know, if you've ever been to an arena, like, you know, obviously there's, there's like a pretty wide hallway, which yeah. go back to the locker room or load in or whatever. And they had to, that's where they stored the elephants. Oh man. During the day, the <gasps> elephants no! were just stuck in the hallway. 
Yeah. Like oh, yeah, in, in the in the early nineteen hundreds, fighting an endangered species with a bar stool and a bullwhip seemed like an acceptable form of entertainment. <laughs> Thankfully we live in a more enlightened time. Yeah. You know? And I remember when they, they banned the elephant stuff yeah. from the circus because that was probably seven or eight years ago. Yeah. And then yeah. and then it was just like the people's appetite of entertainment just changed. Yeah. It was almost a SeaWorld Blackfin moment, you know, yeah. just kind of like, uh, we don't like this anymore. Yeah. And then boom, yeah. and they just went out of business. Yeah. I've never, have y'all ever gotten to ride on an elephant? I've always wanted to do that. I've never gotten yeah. to. Yeah. At the zoo and stuff like that. You did? Yeah. Yeah. I have not. No. no you we, rode on an elephant at the zoo? Uh, yeah. The Sanford was, Zoo in North. I mean, when I growing up, they had an elephant exhibit and there was a school oh, every cool. morning. You could, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you could go on a ride. You could pay five in bucks the and go on an elephant ride. In the days of Orlando, when you rode elephants to elementary school. Yeah. Yeah. He, there's a, you sit on top, you have a very long pole with a string and there's a peanut on it and you just, yeah. you just steer it <laughs> by pointing that so peanut whatever direction you want. Yeah, I wrote it. But, uh, in the Middle East, I wrote trunk camels reach. a few times. Have you done that? Yeah, yeah, no. Uh, I've sat on one, but I didn't, like in Israel, but I really, I, I didn't know, I feel like I see pictures of people in like Thailand and that kind of stuff who get to ride elephants. I want yeah. to do that. Yeah, it's, it's a slow lumber. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, like if I got <laughs> but offered. But they always seem so friendly. They just seem like they're happy to know you. I don't know. I just think they'd be not, friendly. Here's the thing. I'm not I'm not comfortable riding any animal. I don't I don't. I, horses? Yeah. You know, I just like I'd rather walk. Like, I, I don't want to. Really? You know, but that's a, I've heard and I'm not a horse person, but I've heard that like, you know, you know, there's certain dogs that are bred for like hunting yeah. and they need to do that. That's yeah. just in their DNA. I, it's not I've for heard ethical, that horses are like that with like people. Here's like, the they thing. Want it's not for ethical reasons. It's not for ethical reasons. I have any ethical problem with horseback riding or yeah. riding whatever for transportation. You just don't like it? I just you don't like, like do you the feel idea out of control? Of it. I just don't like knowing <laughs> that this is a wild animal. And if he wanted to freak out, I just know if I was a wild animal at one point when once they thought they had me pegged and they're like, oh, he's a pretty cool guy. He's giving us rides all over town. Yeah. At one point, I would just let him know, don't get too comfy with me. Yeah. And I'd buck somebody or, or take him on a real wild ride. I'd like, I'd like sprint for like six straight hours just around town. <laughs> I wouldn't hurt anybody. Right. But I would just let him know who's boss yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Who's the wild animal here? Yeah. Who's the one that yeah. weighs 900 pounds? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> who's the majestic? stories that they're that, there's that one animal that they trusted, trusted, trusted until he could not be trusted. Last weekend, Liz and I, Liz and I went up to uh, Jackson to a, a we went to a rodeo in Jackson, Wyoming, and uh, you know you go up there and everything you know people are like riding around and there's you're 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 on the you're seeing people on the bull trying to stay on for eight seconds or whatever. And I was kind of like at first I'm like okay maybe this is a little weird that they just keep this bull penned up and yeah. then have them try to throw a human off of him. I can't tell if the bull's having fun with this or if this is just no, like, the bull's angry. That's yeah. why he's yeah. bucking you off. So that's, yeah. And then and then they bring out the kids who have been true who are on horseback. I guess that they just know how to ride horses in Jackson, Wyoming. And they release these calves, like little calves out uh, into the them. rodeo. And the kids have to the goal is to lasso the calf twice, once around the horns and once by the legs. So the calf gets like pulled apart and crashes into the dirt like an idiot like a like, <laughs> like a legless like a legless piece of trash and this baby cow f- keeps face planting over and everybody cheers and at that point i had to tell i felt like a snow i felt like one of those like oh. snowflake millennials that they always accuse us of being but i was like this is this is too- yeah that's, that's the this thing is like that poor cow is living in America's Funniest Home Videos cliff every day of his life. <laughs> like, oh, he got his feet knocked out from Raleigh. He fell right in the dirt. Right in the dirt. His feet got tangled. No, and they don't 
pull them up. I mean, I think calving uh, or roping is one of the better things at the rodeo because they just tie them up and then let them go. The the bulls that they ride are getting like stabbed in the side, which is making them jump. That seems way worse. The other thing is like, well, we don't have to get graphic, but I'm just saying there's got to be a better way to keep track of cows and branding them. Right. Like you put a, put a, a, put a, like a leash around him. Like, oh, the one with the pink leash is mine. Oh, or I could burn my signature into them. It seems like <laughs> it's a little more humane, to, you know, but whatever. I don't do you know what they do in Scotland, Jesse, for sheep is they spray paint uh, like a circle on like all the shepherd sheep run together. And like someone uh, they'll have a green dot of spray paint on all the ones that are owned by you and pink on all the ones that are owned by me. And so it's not painful. It's just spray paint. Yeah. Not only is that more ethical, it looks way cooler and seems remarkably <laughs> easier like if you were to yeah, like hey yeah. you got to walk up to that cow with a hot iron and stick it on him I'm like are you insane are you insane <laughs> to a live gigantic animal or you can go up and spray paint him he wouldn't even know he'd just be eating grass like what's this guy doing Shh, done next nothing. you know nothing yeah. i'm not gonna get kicked for that all right <laughs> this is the weirdest slices i think we've ever had there you go really it was it was all over it's all over. Variety. Like it. We call it variety. Oh, variety. 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 Spice yeah. of life. Exactly. All right. Stay tuned. Up next, Francis Chan joins us. Listening to your Smith. The song is Debbie. At the beginning of the podcast, you heard Dizzy Faye with Lifestyle. Well, today's show is brought to you by Squarespace. Whether you need a landing page, a beautiful gallery, a professional blog, or an online store, it's all included with your Squarespace website. Creating a site with Squarespace is a simple, intuitive process. You can add and, and arrange your content and features with a click of a mouse. And if you sign up for a year, you'll actually receive a custom domain for free for that year. You can even design a best-in-class online store with Squarespace's award-winning templates, customizable settings, and more without a single plugin. And they include all the tools you need to even track inventory, process orders, and send custom emails with one intuitive interface. It's called Squarespace Commerce, and it allows you to understand every aspect of your business. Well, right now, Squarespace is offering Relevant Podcast listeners a special deal. You can go to squarespace.com slash relevant for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch your site, use the offer code RELEVANT to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Squarespace, set your website apart. Francis Chan is the former pastor of Cornerstone Community Church in California, a church he left in 2010 during a massive season of growth for the ministry. His new book, Letters to the Church, uh, he explains what he's learned in the years since he left vocational ministry and challenges readers to rethink what the model for a contemporary church should even look like. It's fascinating. We actually have a uh, part of this conversation uh, uh, in a feature in the current issue, the brand new issue of Relevant with Johnny Swim on the cover. You don't want to miss that. Here is another part of the conversation that we had with Francis Chan. I guess the question that a lot of people would, are still interested in is, well, why why did you leave? Yeah, and I and I wrote about that in the book because there were so many reasons. Like, uh, and I and I understand like 
for me in an effort to just I got tired of hearing my own voice and I felt like people relied on my voice too much and they weren't getting to the word for themselves and they weren't seeking God on their own enough in my opinion so I just try to back away but by not giving all of the reasons people started coming up with their own assumptions or they would hear like a partial answer in some Q&A session that I had and uh, build a whole uh, conspiracy theory around it. And, uh, <laughs> you know, and even now it's like, okay, can I really tell you in a, in a minute or two, like all the reasons? Um, and I really can't. I, I will say that a lot of it started in speaking with the elders of the church and and just us having discussions and elder meetings about what is most biblical and what does God call us to and and uh, what does he want of his church if we just went with the scriptures what would we get from it and did we just do things because everyone else was doing it this way did we feel trapped like this is the only way we can do things or do we really seek the scriptures and say you know what this is what he would want me to do today and uh and realizing, gosh, I, I didn't think that deeply about things. And I did a lot of things because there was a pattern set before me, not in scripture, but in culture and uh, with other churches. And, and as we saw a lot of the clear biblical commands, not, not obscure things, not things that might have been mentioned in one verse, but just the obvious teaching of the New Testament it started to concern us as an elder board, especially me as an individual going, gosh, I can't live with this. I, we've got to change this. And as we tried to change it as a church, I didn't even know how to do it. I'm not a great leader. I, I did my best, I think, um, but I couldn't turn things and it was starting to feel divisive. And, yeah. um, and then there, on top of that was just, uh, with crazy love and forgotten God and some of the books just going crazy and social media and people just saying all sorts of things about you and and just all of the feedback I just got confused because everyone and their mother knew God's will for my life and <laughs> what I should be doing in the church and what I should be preaching and and yet meanwhile I'm listening to everyone's opinion and uh, I think I just started caring too much what everyone thought and and uh, and not not really seeking the Lord enough and gosh it was just a confusing time and I just really didn't know what more I could do for the church yeah. and uh, and as my wife and I prayed um, both of us just really sensed like there's something else there's uh you know, I thought I was going to be there for my whole life. I always respected guys that could stay in one place their whole life. And and so I thought that's what I want to be. But there comes a point when you just go, okay, the best I can guess of what I know in Scripture and if I know the Lord, the best I can sense is that He has something new for me. And so I better just obey that and uh, move on. I felt like there were great leaders in the church and a lot of ways felt like the church might be healthier without me. 
because there's just too much attention on me of what everyone thinks I should do. And I'm trying to say, no, no, think about what you should do. And, and, uh, and there was even discussion with the elders of, gosh, maybe the church would be healthier without you. And, and just some of those questions really made me think, oh, gosh, there, there might be some truth to that. Um, so there was just, there are so many reasons yeah. why we ultimately were like, gosh, I think this is what God wants. You mentioned something in the book about the, the model of church. And one thing that really stuck out to me was you, you talk about kind of the economic considerations of how we do church in America and talking about doing this a different way that is kind of free, right? And yeah. I wondered if you might comment on that specifically because one thing that I thought, I, and I used to be a minister in New York City for, for many years, mm-hmm. and I thought, okay, um, how, how, what, what does this look like, you know, um, yeah. on, on the day to day? And are we, are you saying that, um, that ministers should not be professional in that way and getting paid? Am I making sense? Yeah. Yeah, you know, totally. I mean, not at all am I saying that because that would be going against scripture to say that uh, ministers cannot be paid by the church. Yeah. Um, now, I'm just saying that, first of all, in a lot of countries, that's the way it is. Right. Um, and you do what's best for the gospel. You don't, you don't uh, uh, do something because it's best for you. You say, okay, what would spread the gospel? in the greatest way. So I just offer a something to consider um, that it is possible, first of all, that somehow you've got millions and millions of believers in China and and it wasn't about all these paid clergy that uh, that was their business, you know, and you have many countries where, and even in the inner cities in America, where uh, most of those pastors are bivocational and, uh, and just showing an example, like in, in San Francisco, which is the most, I think it's the most expensive city in America now. Um, you've got, the, you know, uh, our, our pastors are all working and none of them are paid by the church. And we have a church with zero budget. So all mm. the money goes to the poor and, and to missions. And, and yet it's operating fine. So just showing that it's possible. And I would even say it's... Uh, it's been really helpful in this environment when people are skeptical. Um, we're just trying to come up with a way to do church and showing people that it's possible. Um, but I'm not saying that it's the only way to do it. I, as you say that, I, I thought, I wonder if you, let's say, you know, you, you hopped in a time machine and you're zapped back, you know, a few years back and you're a younger Francis Chan and you're, uh, yeah. you're, you're about to start Cornerstone Church. What would you tell yourself? I would say, go to the scriptures, read the scriptures, start with a blank piece of paper, you know, and the scriptures and just start writing down like what would please God most. And according to the scriptures, you know, what does he want of the church? How, how did he envision the church? What did he die for? What are the things most emphasized? And work on those things first. Um, because step one to me was 
you know, back then was, okay, I got to put a sermon together. Um, step two is I got to gather people together to hear my sermon. So let's find a place to do that. Step three was I got to gather someone to, you know, a band or someone to lead worship. You know, it's just like, here's the steps, but did I get that from scripture right? or did I get that from, well, this is what everyone does. And I don't know, my, that list would look different if I started with the scriptures and really prayed it through and really sought the face of God. That was Francis Chan. Make sure to check out his new book, Letters to the Church. It comes out today. What is my destiny? Why do I still feel empty inside, even after I've reached significant milestones in my life? Is it really possible to live the life I was meant to live? Not only is it possible to know the answers to these questions, God intends for us to know the answers to them. In his new book, Jesus First, Jesus Always, Pastor Jeffrey Smith brings to us the sole revelation that can fill our lives with a sense of purpose, confidence, and hope that was previously unimaginable. Jesus First, Jesus Always, the life you were meant to live. Now available on Amazon and wherever books are sold. You're listening to Triathlon. The song is Courtside. Okay, it's time for your feedback. Uh, Last week for the editorial question of the week, we asked you, what is the hardest thing you've ever done? How did that come up? I don't even remember. Oh, I know. You survived the coast. 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 That's right. What's the hardest thing you've ever done? Um, Just Cameron, I didn't get to say this publicly. So let me now say publicly, I'm so proud of you. It was amazing to listen and watch and you did it. And I'm sorry I was concerned about your health. Well, I'm still limping, literally. And it's not just muscle soreness. Like I hurt my knee. I'm still limping. So I, you were correct that I could not do it. And and also gutted it out. Yeah. I was really, I mean, I know I texted you a lot, but I was just so proud. I, I appreciate so it. I appreciate it. Uh, next year, we're going to do it again. I'm going to be ready this time. I'm going to. I can't wait to cheer for y'all because I am. Wait, why don't you do it with us? I, uh, you got a year to prepare. All you need is a few months. You can do it. Totally got it. Hood to coast. Power we'll of pray mind. about it. We'll Power pray about it. of the mind. Power of the mind. Are you going to do it, Jesse? Oh, yeah. I'm in. I'm in. Well, here's what you know, because I'm an Enneagram 7. If you guys, I mean, I FOMO'd all week of Impact Week because you guys were all together and I wasn't there. So if you guys are all going to be there, I'm probably going to do it. Oh, there you go. Yeah. I'm in. You're in. Okay. So, uh, yeah, we asked you, what's the hardest thing you've ever done? Uh, you hit us up on Twitter uh, at Relevant Podcast. You also posted on the podcast episode page at RelevantMagazine.com. Here's a few of our favorites. Uh, so, Femi Sequoia said, hardest thing I've done was 10,000 push-ups 
in an effort to raise enough money for a well during the last half of the 2016 to distract myself from the internal pain of the election. It took almost six months. I didn't raise all the money. I didn't get ripped. I partially tore some stuff in my shoulders, Whoa. but I got through this season without getting into any political fights and the money went to a functioning well in Mozambique. 10,000 pushups. Wow, yeah. 10,000. 10, that is, I mean, I bet his shoulders are jacked. Yeah, I don't think I've done ten thousand pushups in my life. Yeah, yeah I can promise you, I haven't. I, I don't even have to. I can't count. think I've done. Yeah, you'd have to do hundreds a day in order to do it. I think pushups like are so hard. Months. We had a couple pieces of feedback that had to do with the pumpkin spice thing. People took issue. People, yeah, I'm glad I'm back because someone needs to defend pumpkin spice. Okay, Scott said for I had a couple people and and they were this is this they're coming right at me, which is fine. Um, but they cleared some things. Scott said pumpkin spice is not real; it's made up. Right. And they said there is no pumpkin in pumpkin spice, but it's is spice it? to put on pumpkin. Exactly. Yeah. To me, don't call it pumpkin. Then call it spices. <laughs> call it spices. Fall spice. Fall spice. Fall spice. There we go. Right. You know? Right. It's like the new Autumn spice girl spice. and her out fall spice. And she's a spice girl that wears. <laughs> oh my God. She wears yoga pants, UGG boots, and <laughs> like an oversized sweater. Turtles, Jesse, you're so dang brilliant. Uh, fall spice. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> Autumn. She would have to go by Autumn yeah, spice because fall spice is like. Not as cool. Autumn yeah. spice is way better. Yeah. Okay. Also, Jesse, it's delicious. I needed like I was talking back I, to the podcast it, but last not, week, but not, not in like in summer, August, not yeah. in summer. Like I said, it's, it's hor- delicious it's, when it's chilly outside. It's, It'd be delicious in Scotland. It's, it's not blasphemous. It's not when like it you're sweating. Let me have some foamy pumpkin spice. No, because then you can just go home and you can you decide in in. What, the 1% that we get to live in where we can decide the temperature of our home at all times, you can chill it out. You can curl up with your blanket and your Ugg boots and drink that pumpkin spice on a 90 degree day on the outside. God. You can do exactly that. Right. I, I have actually um, pined for, sure for, for the winter and, and, and have cranked my AC maybe and put on a fire. And maybe you should <laughs> say, God forgive me. And instead, I will respect the order that you have set the seasons in. <laughs> You have set the earth on its course around the sun, and I will respect your wisdom, not mine. Are your ways greater? I think so. Maybe I shouldn't be drinking pumpkin spice. You know, in the you, know summer, you know who I like pledge allegiance to. I Tell me the dates you would give pumpkin spice. Like if you gave it a window, what are the dates? First day of fall, September twenty second yep. through the first day of winter. Exactly. It's so it's, we can all the way to Feb- to December twenty second. See, I would I would shorten it. I'd back it up to September one to December one. That's it. No, okay. you do this between you and God. I, I wait, didn't, why, why I didn't can't, make wait, this. why do you disagree with September 1 to December 1? That's not when fall begins. At the first day of fall, it's, it's, we, it's so a lunar calendar. September 22 to December 1. I agree with the cutoff before Christmas, because that's when Thank you're you. going cinnamon and apples and all that yeah, kind of exactly. stuff. Exactly. If yeah. you take it up with the lunar calendar, like not me. <laughs> I'm sorry you find this so offensive. <laughs> the, the I'm sorry you're taking such a I hard stand on the something equinox. so stupid. <laughs> Annie, oh, no. Annie. This is what's right is right. What's wrong um, is wrong. Right. And it's so you're saying, clear, a, you're saying a hard six weeks. No more. You late, don't need it in September your life any longer than that. So the end of we do, no, 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 10 weeks, I guess. Yeah, that's more than enough. No, that, nine is, weeks. that is more than enough time. September 22nd till November 30th is your window. That's I, I'm down with that. That's I'm down. ample, ample yeah, time. And I tend to think when people have a shorter amount of time to enjoy something, they enjoy it more. Like Christmas. Yeah, like Christmas, we need to stop. Like the fact that there are some Christmas things out at Target right now is terrifying. That's bad yeah. and that's wrong. Yeah. Yeah. That makes me con- like contemplate my own mortality more. I'm like, oh man, this Another year really yeah, done with my that's life. right, Tyler. <laughs> that's exactly right. Hey, well, there's a lot more uh, feedback about the hardest things that you've ever done over on the uh, 
podcast page. Uh, go check it out. This has been a long show, so yeah, I just figured. Yeah, we'll, yeah, go yeah let's. Yeah, we got. We got to help the people. Okay, it's time okay, for this week's editorial question of the week. Well, earlier in the show, we got talking about genealogy in a fantastic book that <laughs> and I have already ordered. Consumed. Chandler, will yeah. you confirm that I sent you my receipt this weekend? Yeah, I'll let you know how it is. Um, and we want to know the weirdest thing you know about your family history. You know, maybe oh, I can't some wait for this. Uh, you know, ancestor who you know famously did something. Now, I don't want the thing of like, well, I'm five steps related to Will Ferrell. I, I don't care. I don't care about I'm that. A I'm talking about curious. family. <laughs> we are. We are. We're we're distantly related to Will Ferrell. Are you? Our mom's. The you know what's funny? That's in the subtitle. If you would have read the subtitle of your father's book, <laughs> that's Feral. That's real. To be honest, I'm pretty sure he does talk about that. He, he, yeah. he talks about the ferals. Yeah. Okay. yeah. And what's in the uh, subtitle? So that was just Which, a, you were just casually dropping that in there because it's actually true of you. But I'm saying yeah. I don't. I don't want to know that. That's Andy, not what I'm talking subtitle. about. I don't want to like some like random <laughs> long way away. It's called the history of Strang, Farrell, Cameron, and Farley families. Is it Chris it Farley? Does say, wait, yeah. it says Farley just families. All of the those are the four grandparents. The four grandparents. To Will Ferrell and Chris Farley. I don't know about Chris Farley, but we funnier. are Farley. We both should be Annie, very much funnier. Annie, we will find out because this is the this is the torrid <laughs> tale. Genetic, this is the torrid tale of four families: the Strangs, the Camerons, the Farrells, and the Farleys. Oh, I can't wait. This is gonna be my favorite read. It, it gets to me the same day this podcast comes out. Half of which uh, went on to launch a media empires. The other half to be the breakout stars of SNL in their generation. <laughs> See how Amazing. their paths intertwine. <laughs> And, and, and stabbings and acts of arson. <laughs> Some the you know the comedians of a generation. Others who eat a lot of chilies. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, yes, yeah, so we want to know your uh, craziest genealogy stories, things that you've learned about your family, uh, family's past. Uh, hit us up on Twitter at Relevant Podcast and post your longer ones. These should be good on the podcast oh, I can't episode wait, page I can't wait. at Relevant Magazine. Yeah. Call your parents, people. Call your parents and ask them what you don't know. And once you're done crying, post it on Facebook and let us yeah. see. Yeah. <laughs> and if you've read Steve Strang's book and instead have interesting news about Cameron Chandler's family, then we would also accept those. <laughs> <laughs> Man, suddenly Steve Strang's going to become a bestseller next week. Oh, yeah. 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 A lot of people are curious. It sounds like an interesting premise. Real talk. It sounds oh, very interesting. <laughs> oh my goodness. All right. Hey, many thanks to Francis Chan for joining us. His uh, new book, Letters to the Church, is out now. It's out this week. Yeah. Uh, literally today. I think September 4th is coming out. Uh, also, thanks to Squarespace for making the episode possible. Remember to go to squarespace.com slash relevant for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch your site, use the offer code relevant to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Hey, the new issue of Relevant is out now. Johnny Swim is on the cover, as you know uh, from here in last week's episode. Yeah. Um, just released. Uh, it's at newsstands nationwide. Barnes & Nobles and other independent bookstores have it. Uh, if, if your bookstore doesn't have it, ask for it. It helps us. Uh, yeah. It'll get there. Uh, also, you can go over to relevantmagazine.com now. You can view the whole issue. Share it with your friends. The Johnny Swim story is fantastic, but there's a ton of great content in it. Bo Burnham, uh, W. Kamal Bell, uh, Christine Kane, Hillsong Young and free. There's just it's just stacked. Go check it out. The new issue, September issue of Relevant, it's out now. Also, the don't forget you heard Johnny Swim last week on the podcast. Um, their uh, videos of those performances that they've done yeah. in our studio are up now. You can go find them on uh, on our website, obviously, but also on our YouTube channel, the Relevant YouTube channel, and um, also Facebook and other places. Yeah. So go check out those performances. They are staggeringly good. Yeah. Yeah. They're awesome. Yeah. One of my favorite artists. Hey, on that note, we'll wrap it up. Annie, we are so glad you're back. 
We missed you. I missed you guys. Thank you. We missed you very, very much. Thanks, uh, and uh, dude, it's been so fun having you in yeah, the studio with us for these last yeah, few shows. It's been really fun. Yeah. Uh, we'll be back. Uh, maybe, maybe me and Annie will actually be in the studio together. That would be fun oh. in, in October. That's yeah, right. We're in, talking in, about. In a time of year that it's appropriate to drink a pop. Listen, when we're in the studio together, you better believe we're all PSL and we are all going to have it. But you do realize you will be coming to fall in Florida, which is like summer everywhere else. Right. Yeah. You yeah. could wear flip flops and a tank fall top. fall within yeah. my pumpkin spice yeah. range, so uh-huh. I will be we'll having. Just crank it. the AC down really low. Uh, we'll no, you know, just all things are permitted, but not all things. You know, whatever that are beneficial. Vibe. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Thanks Reacher. All right. Well, I'm Cameron Strang. <laughs> I'm Jesse Carey. I'm Chandler Strang. I'm Tyler Huckabee. And I'm Annie F. Downs. We will see you on Friday. I got somewhere to go. for listening to the relevant podcast if you like what you heard be sure to leave us a review on itunes check out other shows from the relevant podcast network in the podcast section at relevantmagazine.com and while you're there browse exclusive podcast merchandise at our online store make sure to subscribe to relevant magazine info is available at relevantmagazine.com forward slash subscribe Mom, what's a hecky? Relevant Podcast Network. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.